So here's what we're going to do today. Um, I'm going to try and explain to you what this this uh, I don't know I don't know how to how to sum it up or how to explain it or like describe it, but maybe you've been watching the news or maybe you know you're on social media or you, you see now you're starting to hear more and more about this art this practice called meditation and you never really knew what it was or what it was for or maybe you had an idea that it was like oh i sit you know with my legs folded and in a lotus position and i sit here and chant and i'm going to explain to you exactly what meditation is but i'm going to explain it in um I don't know, layman's terms. So you don't have to be some yogi to understand what meditation is and what it does and what it's for. Um, If we look at the word meditation, the word meditation means union, right? It means to, 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 to unify, to bring to one. Well, you have to ask yourself, what are the two things? Because if in order, in order for something to be unified, there has to be at least two of them. It's the inner part of you and the outer part of you. You know, I've told you told you this many times on on previous episodes. We're we're human beings, but actually, in reality, you're being human. That's what you are. You're being first. That's the internal part of you, the inner part of you, and then you be, then you're a, a, the animal, the fleshly side of you, the carnal side of you, the human. But we've been taught that we're human beings, so we neglect the most important part of us. We neglect the inner part of us. But what meditation is, meditation is the art, it's the practice of unifying the being and the human so that it's one vessel instead of being two separate parts. So most of us, I'd say probably 95% of us, actually more than that, probably like 99% of us walk around in this existence and we're not aware we're not aware of our our inner state. We're not aware of other people. We have no awareness of our thoughts. We have no awareness of our emotions as, and as to why we feel the emotions. Meditation will help you to become more aware. You're just simply fine-tuning and, and shining a flashlight of this being, this inner part of you that you would have never been able to really identify without this spiritual practice. So, and here's the crazy part. Here's the wild part. Like, they've been telling this this for, like, thousands of years. Like, if you look at the New Testament, you look in the Bible, how many times Jesus was talking about meditation. And I'm going to give you a perfect example here um, a little later in the episode. But, like, this is, like, arguably the most important thing that you can do in your life. I've I have an app. Um, it's called Umvana, O-M-V-A-N. That's what I, I, I started off with Calm. That's a good app to get started. That's what taught me how to meditate. And um, now I use Umvana, which is a little more advanced. But I have, I think, 739 hours of meditation in like a year and a half. And I don't say that to brag. I, my point of it is, this is how important this is to me. Like, I, you're not... Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate before I eat. I'm gonna meditate before I go to sleep. Like I'm going to do that because I've realized and seen the difference that it makes in my life, and the quality of my life has improved drastically because of this 10 to 15 minute practice that I do minimum 
twice a day. So we're, I'm going to kind of walk you through the different types of meditation. I'm going to kind of explain to you what it does to you physiologically, uh, psychologically, why we do this. So um, get ready and buckle up. So you you are um, basically your you operate on three planes of existence. Okay, you operate on three different planes of existence, and the three planes are um, the spiritual plane, the mental plane, the physical plane. You are a multi-dimensional being, like simultaneously. So, religious in the religious world, we refer to it as spirit. In the scientific world, they refer to that same thing as consciousness. This is what you are: consciousness. You are awareness that resides on the spiritual plane. Then you use something called the mind to construct thoughts. That resides on the mental plane. And then you have this physical body that carries out the thoughts of consciousness in on the physical plane, uh, which is plane number three. So, one, two, three. What happens is, is we get taught and we operate life from three, two, one. Actually, we don't even get to one. So now here you are, you're using your physical life to determine how you think. So now you're hustling backwards. Life will never work that way. We know that the universe operates under the premise, under the law of as above, so below. This is the law of correspondence. So however it is on the previous plane, it will be on the plane below it. But what happens is consciousness is the first plane, but the only way to access it is through meditation. So if you don't meditate, now you're not aware that there's something behind the thoughts. You think that you're your thoughts, though. This is what ends up happening. So when I have someone says something or something happens and I lash out, it's like I lash out because I'm not aware enough to know that there's a presence that's aware of the thoughts. So I think I'm my thoughts, so therefore I act on them. You're not your thoughts. You're not your mind. You're not your body. You ha- These are tools that consciousness uses to carry out it ex- its existence. Through meditation, you're able to see this. And this is one of those things where if you have not experienced it, it probably sounds like I'm speaking a completely different language right now. But when you experience it, you will see like, holy crap, like, I'm not... I'm not my thoughts. I had no idea. This is amazing. I'm not like, I'm the awareness that knows it's happening. So if we go back to like ancient texts, like you look at something like the Bible, right? And you know, I don't, I don't have a Bible in front of me, so I don't know exactly the, the, the scripture, but um, the disciples asked Jesus, they said, where, where is the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus didn't say like, Oh, it's here or it's there. No, the kingdom of heaven is within. The kingdom of heaven is amongst you. And then, you know, just a little bit later, he says, I will teach you all how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So so in one sense, he's saying that heaven is not a place it's within you, right? This is where it is. It's amongst you. It's within. And then he's telling you when you pray, you say our father, who we would refer to as God, who are in heaven. So God is in heaven, but you just told me that heaven is within. So now what we don't realize, it was a state of consciousness. 
Heaven is not a place. It's a state of being. It is a state of consciousness. When you go inward, when you go inward, this is where you will find this. So when Jesus said, go into your father's house, well, he just told you where the house was. The house was in heaven. And he said that heaven was your internal state of being. So this is what, when you realize that this was all, every time that it was something was written in an ancient holy text, it was written uh, as, a, as a parable, as a metaphor. You had to do some some deep esoteric thinking to get to extract what the actual saying or what you were being taught. What Jesus is telling you is, you know, when you pray, you must go into your father's house. You must go inward. You must, <laughs> he's talking about meditation. And then when he goes on to say, if if thy eye be single, thy body be full of light. Well, we know when your body's full of light, this is what we refer to as humans, we refer to it as being enlightened. When your eye is single, if you meditate, you understand there's something called your pineal gland, which is kind of in your forehead, which is also known as your third eye. Your third eye is the seat, the gateway of intuition. You're knowing beyond these worldly, um, uh, beyond worldly information. So when you understand that this was being taught, Jesus is telling you, do not be like the Pharisees and pray in front of everyone. Go into your father's house. Go into your closet. It was the inner part of you. It was you closing your eyes, your two physical eyes, to open your third eye. See, my two physical eyes see out in this world, quote unquote world, but the real world, the real reality is inside of you. And it's you taking time to quiet yourself. So so different forms of meditation, what I like to do, I, I, I mean, I, it varies with me from day to day, um, but I always start my morning the same. Before I pick up my phone, before I get up, um, I take about 15, 20 minutes. I'm still kind of out of it. My, my mind hasn't started racing yet. And I sit here and I think about all the things that I'm grateful for. And the reason why I'm doing this, this is called a heart-centered meditation. This basically just involves quieting my mind and bringing awareness to the heart. This is the energy center of your body. Your, your heart is literally, to the point where scientists think that consciousness actually exists within the heart. This is why we always say you got to follow your heart. This is the seat of your reality. Your truth is within your heart. So when I open my heart, I'm opening myself up to the truths that my consciousness actually already knows. So when I start my day off this way, I'm starting myself in a high vibration. I'm starting myself in, a, in, in the right frame of mind of gratitude, of thankfulness, of peace. And I do this, and here's how I know when I do, it, when I do this right. I'll think about how grateful I am for my family or my health or a roof over my head or having heat in the wintertime. Um... Or I'll be just think about how grateful I am to have a sound mind to think with. And then my heart will literally feel like it's swelling. It'll feel like it's like opening up. And this is how you know when you're doing a heart-centered meditation that it's working. Because you will have an actual physical response from thought. So I'm thinking how grateful I am, but then my body's actually reacting to that. And it'll be in your heart center if you, if, if you do that right. So that's something that I try to always start my day with. And then like... 
if I have time throughout the day or maybe in the evening, I'll do like a concentration meditation. And concentration meditation is me like focusing my mind. Like this is the this is actually the foundation of all forms of meditation. You must be able to control and hold your thoughts. So here's the analogy I'll give you. Um, think about it like this. Like okay, when I first started meditating, I had cut my finger really bad. I was cutting an avocado and I slipped and probably should have got stitches. But anyway, I had this deep gash on my middle finger on my left hand and. I could feel my pulse in my finger. That's how serious this wound was. And I could feel my pulse. So I'm sitting here in my closet and I'm just like focusing on, on this pulse of my finger. I'm just focusing on all. That's where all my attention is going. I'm just feeling this pulse, feeling my heart. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm starting to think about like, what are we going to eat for dinner? What do we have to do this weekend? Oh man, I forgot to do this. And I'm now I'm not thinking about my pulse anymore. I'm not even paying attention to it. But then my thoughts, real. I realize, I have awareness that, oh, I'm not thinking about my finger. And I could come back to start focusing on my finger again and feeling my pulse of my finger. When I came back and started focusing on my finger again, that was like doing one rep for my mind. That was like doing like how you do bench press. You do one rep, right? Go down and go up. That's one. That was like doing one rep for my mind. I'm strengthening my mind's ability to focus. So now maybe in a course of... 10, 15 minutes, say my mind wanders off 115 times. Every time I come back to realizing that it has wandered off, that was me doing another rep. So I did 115 reps. Well, this adds up over time. And I noticed that over the course of like 15 days, I was starting to be like more aware. It was so subtle. I was more aware of how I perceived things. When things bothered me, I was aware that it bothered me. I don't know if this makes sense or if, if I'm articulating this. Like, it's really hard to articulate. You just experience it. You start to become aware of like, oh my gosh. They just said that and it bothered me. And I know that it bothered me. But more than anything, I know why it bothered me because I'm aware of my thoughts. This is what meditation does. especially Specifically when you do concentration meditation. So now... I used to do guided meditations every once in a while. I will. But I'm to the point now where I don't need to listen to someone else talk. I can simply tell myself no thoughts. And there won't be any thoughts. And I'm just rolling. And then I will start to be aware that I have thoughts. And then I'll like, wait, 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 let's shut that back off again. Here's the thing I will tell you with meditation. Okay. Ultimately, all you're trying to do is to create this space of being able to focus and be aware of your thoughts and concentrate, but you're trying to get to the point where you're doing this in your waking state. I don't have to be in my closet or be in um, a room that's silent to meditate. I can meditate even when I'm at a basketball game. I can meditate when I'm driving my car. I can focus and concentrate and be aware of my inner state of being. This is the most valuable thing that you can do as a human being is to be aware of your internal self, your thoughts, your emotions, uh, your, your, your thought processes. Why do I view this this way? When you become aware of that, now you'll see the power that you've always had. Everything always starts with a thought. All cause and effects, the cause will always be a thought. 
But the problem is, is you have 30,000 thoughts in a day you're not aware of probably 28,000 of them. If you can become aware of them, now you ultimately like you become the like you're controlling your life because everything always started with a thought. Everything. But you just weren't aware of most of them. So this is why I always tell people like meditation is everything. Everything. It literally is everything. Like if you knew what I knew, you would probably stop listening to this and go download an app or something and go like start learning how to meditate. And then of course we have, you know, there's other part, other types of meditation. You have something called transcendental meditation, which um, I do usually try to do maybe three or four times a week where basically it's like you repeat a mantra or a word or a phrase or a sound over and 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 over. And here's what ends up happening. You just keep sinking lower. Imagine you're like at the surface of the ocean. It's rocky. It's, you know, waves, white caps. And then as you keep repeating this mantra, you just keep settling down lower and going down below the surface and below the surface. And you get down to the, you get down to the sea floor and it's complete tranquility. It's complete peace. So like a lot of times I'll just start, you know, a meditation. I'll just keep telling myself I am at peace. I am at peace. I am at peace. And I'll keep saying this and I'll slowly start to fade. And here's what happens. This is when you know that you've you've transcended in the meditation. You'll be asleep almost, but you're awake. It's like you don't feel your body, but like I'm awake, but I'm a asleep, but I'm asleep, but I'm awake. Like I'm aware. I can hear things, but like, it's really hard to articulate. This is when you know you're there. You're at this place. And here's the beauty of it. The health benefits. It actually, Harvard did a study that it actually like the effects on your sympathetic nervous system. Like it increases your heart rate, your breathing, your blood pressure during times of stress. But yet meditating, what it does is it allows you to lower your blood pressure it helps you to become more creative, more intuitive. Your connection with your inner self is like like everything that you seek. I will just tell you this. Everything that you seek outside of you is actually what you will find when you start meditating. This is what you'll find. So like I, I always when I work with athletes specifically, like I always tell them, if you want me to help you with your game, I'm not going to help you with your game until you and I develop a meditative practice because there's no point. Like when you understand what meditation does to you, and I know I'm speaking kind of in circles here. It's just one of those things like you just have to experience it. Like remember the physical plane, your game, your your job, your performance, that's the last one of the three planes you exist on. I got to control my thoughts. And in, only contr- in order to control my thoughts, I got to get back to the first plane of, of the spiritual plane of consciousness and that's done through meditation. So by me meditating and becoming aware of self, the inner part of me, now what I've done is I can control my thoughts. Now if I can control my thoughts, that's what dictates what I do in this physical plane. I've just taken control over my life. And now I create my life exactly the way that I want. So I, I'll, I'll tell you this. The most important thing you can do when you begin meditation is to set your intentions. And your attentions is what what am I what am I looking to achieve? What am I looking to achieve here? So when I go into every meditation, I always my my intention is to live and be at peace. That's it. 
So I start my meditation of like, and I just say this, I am at peace. And more than me just saying it, I feel and imagine what I think it would feel like to be in that state of peace. So setting your intention is everything when you begin meditating. So, um, you know, I could go on probably for hours about this, but it's just easier. I can tell you how I got started it and what I did. I basically, I just went to my app store and downloaded uh, this app called Calm. I think LeBron James, he's an investor in it. You know, it's a bunch of celebrities are on it, but download the Calm app. And then then there's, within the app, there is a how to meditate, how to meditate challenge um, tutorial. It's 30 days. And each video is like, the audio is like 10 minutes each. I was doing two a day. So after two weeks, I was finished. But he's going to explain and walk you through like how you learn, how you meditate. And this will help give you context and understand. And then once you start doing this, you can start to play around with it and, and, and maybe do some guided meditations. But this will be a starting block. Or you can send me a message, send me an email, send me a DM. Um, uh, this is, I'm trying to tell anyone and everyone like how important this is because all the, those quote unquote celebrities that you look up to, they all do it. All of them, all of them, they all do it. All of them. (laughs) They just don't tell you. This is like, this is the key to your power. This is the like gateway to your full potential. It is through meditation. So, um, I hope this episode helped you. I hope this um, sparked curiosity within you for you to start wanting to know more, to dive inward. And, you know, once you start this journey of going inward, like I did probably about a year and a half ago, the beauty of it is is the rabbit hole is never ending. You'll just keep going and going and going. I'm still finding out things about myself that like I'm I'm, I'm a completely different person than I was a year and a half ago. Not in a bad way, in a beautiful way. I've evolved. Because it's an ongoing evolution, you'll just continue to keep spiraling inward and you'll see like, oh my gosh, there's no parts of me that have any any limits. The real part of me, the inner part of you. So this is why Socrates said, the master of thyself is the master of all. Self is the inner part of you, the being. Go go dive inward, go find it. Start meditating, like start, start your practice now of learning how to meditate. I hope this helped. Uh, This episode was a little different than some of the other ones, but um, like I I always say, send me me an email, a message, um, a DM at DG Mindset. Figure out a way to get a hold of me if you need help. I love to help people and walk through um, unlocking the full potential that they have hidden inside. So until next time, enjoy your pathway to your results.